1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. One of the pieces of furniture that was found in the tabernacle in the holy place was called the mercy seat. Now the mercy seat was the lid of the Ark of the Covenant. And of course in the Ark of the Covenant was the law. And the law spoke about the commandments that the children of Israel had to keep. And it also spoke about the judgments that would come upon them if they failed to keep those commandments. Thankfully, the Ark of the Covenant and the commandments was covered by the mercy seat. One of the interesting things about the mercy seat is that it's only mentioned in two dimensions, that is its length and breadth. We don't know how thick or how high it was. Some Bible commentators say that this was a deliberate omission. It was meant to illustrate a wonderful truth about the mercy of God, and that is that it is everlasting. The Psalm is said as the heavens are high above the earth So great is His mercy towards them that fear Him. This is Set Free
0: with Ken Legg. And thank you for joining us. It's Phil here along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And this week we're looking at something that is a fascinating subject and maybe even a little English lesson. We're looking at sanctification. It's one of those big religious words Theological word. Ken, what does it mean? Let's get there first. Sanctification. All right. Well, first of all, Phil, we need to understand that salvation
1: is in three tenses. Now, a lot of Christians don't understand that. They all understand what Jesus did on the cross He forgave us our sins. That's the past tense of our salvation. He's delivered us from. the penalty that was due to us because of our sin. And we call that event our justification. We've been declared righteous because the sin question has been dealt with. But in the present tense, of course, he is delivering us on a daily basis from the power of sin. He's enabling us to walk in the victory over sin that Christ purchased also at the cross. And of course, there's a future tense, uh, which we call glorification, and that is that wonderful day when we shall be delivered from the very presence of sin altogether. Sin will be no more. But in this world we are walking through this process of sanctification where we're learning to embrace the victory that Christ has given to us over
0: sin on a daily basis. There are a number of big religious words in there, justification, yeah. sanctification, and glorification. We're just dealing with that sanctification one yeah. uh, this week. So that was the middle one there, dealing with the power of sin, the daily power of sin. So sanctification deals with how we walk in victory over sin every day in our lives. Is that right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Um, of course, Every Christian does sin. Uh, I once heard a preacher; he was saying uh, that he, you know, he preached that very thing—that every one of us sin. And this man came up to him afterwards. He says, "Excuse me, but I enjoy sinless perfection." And the preacher said to him, "Um, "Is your wife here?" (laughs) And he said, (laughs) "Let's ask her." Yeah, he said she is, but um, uh, her view of perfection is different to mine. (laughs) I'm sure it is. (laughs) But of course, none of us are perfect. Proverbs 24, verse 16 says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Mm. So even righteous people fall, but they always get back up again. In fact, this verse tells us that a righteous man may fall seven times. He doesn't just make one mistake, but many mistakes, and I'm sure we can all identify with that. And that doesn't mean you're the eighth time and you're out. It's (laughs) it's just demonstrating, isn't it, It a a lot. Many times, not just one. So the question is not, will I fall, but... Which way will mm. yeah, you fall? It's all right. Will you fall backwards or forwards? Now, falling backwards is to believe that you are falling into God's anger and judgment. It's like to withdraw from God, to draw back from him. But to fall forward is to know that you are falling into his arms of mercy and grace.
0: Mm. I'm sure that uh, there's lots of us would identify with that falling backwards scenario, thinking that you know we're going to fall on, on God's wrath, uh, that we're going to draw back from God rather than nearer to him when we, we sin or when we blow it. We know in our heads that God's mercy is everlasting, but somehow it just doesn't sort of click there in our in our heart. Why do you think that is? I think
1: that's a good point. You know, God is really misjudged on how he reacts to sin. Now, God is holy, mm. and we understand that. Um, but God also is full of love. Now, when Adam sinned, God had to judge the sin, but he went looking for Adam, not so much to judge him, but to talk to him about The fact of the reconciliation and his way of reconciliation. Mm. Um, But of course, Adam assumed that God was coming after him to just basically wipe him off the planet. So, what did he do? He ran and hid from God, you know? Uh, But God called him to reconcile him through the blood. You know, then came the unfolding revelation of uh, the shedding of blood, which cleanses us from sin. And Phil, I, I believe that God continues to be misrepresented. To people when they are struggling with sin, so so that some people um, draw back from God. Yeah, you know, some people have got this idea that fear manipulation will keep people out of sin, but actually it doesn't. I wonder if I could just read a, a verse or two from Isaiah chapter fifty-four. Now, let me just explain the context of this film. Um, God was referring to the new covenant that was going to come. Okay, He's prophesying or predicting the new covenant, and this is what He said. He said this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so I have sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart, depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. Now, God is promising, in fact, he's covenanting that he won't get angry with us. You know, we've got peace with God. We're reconciled with him now. So God doesn't get angry when we sin. In fact, he says, Look, I set a bow in the sky as a guarantee that I won't flood the earth again. Well, he's given us his blood as the sign of the new covenant that his anger is passed over concerning sin. Yeah. So by his blood, you mean the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is this, Phil, that um, we've got more faith in the rainbow than we have in the blood. Um I think I've said before you know when a Christian sins they need Christ like the sick needs a doctor Now when a sick person goes to a doctor he doesn't get angry with him <laughs> he doesn't attack the patient but the sickness and uh, some people think that God gets angry with us because we've sinned mm. um, But when you
0: go to the doctor you recognize you're sick that's why you've gone
1: Yeah exactly do, do you remember Phil that time in the wilderness when um God told Moses to strike the rock Yeah and water, came, water out. came out yep. Now that, that's a symbol or a picture if you like Of Christ our lamb being smitten Being judged by God for us So that we can have the waters of salvation But then 40 years down the track He told Moses to speak to the rock Not to strike it and Moses got angry and whacked it. Do you remember that? Mm. And God said, because of that, you won't enter into the promised land, which I always thought was pretty harsh, you know. But really what happened is that Moses broke the type. He was he was saying, well, you know, God is still angry with people when they sin. No, he poured out his anger fully on Christ at the cross. So his anger is passed over. We're reconciled to God. Now we're walking through this
0: process of sanctification whereby we're being transformed into the image of Christ. Mm. Just coming back to your doctor illustration, uh, to think about that some more, I love it. If the sick person thought that they were going to get growled at, they wouldn't go to the doctor. I mean, some of us avoid the doctor anyway, <laughs> but, but then, of course, they become even more sick and they might even die if they don't get that treatment. And that's probably what happens to some Christians when you think about it. Is that what you mean by falling backwards when it really is. we should be falling forwards into God's grace?
1: Yeah, look, I, I don't believe that the church has created an environment where people can feel comfortable about confessing to failure. Even though the New Testament actually teaches that this is the norm, you know, the Bible says, confess your trespasses to one another Mm. and pray for one another that you may be healed. Mm. Uh, You know, you compare that sort of mentality uh, with a recovery group, you know, where somebody goes along and says, My name is John and I'm an alcoholic. Mm. Everyone says, Yeah, good on you, John. (laughs) So it's culturally unacceptable in, in a recovery group to profess perfection but it's culturally unacceptable in some legalistic churches or
0: environments to confess to failure. And I guess in that kind of environment, people can you know, go underground, pretend there's no problem at all and, you know, head in the sand. Yeah, we begin to live deceptively
1: and uh, deceptive people develop deceptive mechanisms, if you like, you know, pretense wearing masks and so on. But really the Christian's only defence is Jesus. That's, that's the wonder of, and, and, and the, mm. the, the, the glory of the gospel of grace is our only defense is
0: Jesus. The bottom line is we're all going to fall short. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. We are going to stuff it up, so to speak. Which way are we going to fall? Backwards or forwards? Exactly,
1: backwards, drawing away from God or falling forwards, hopefully into the mercy and the grace of God.
0: Our series this week is on God's way of sanctification and we'll have more for you tomorrow. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book This Is The Life, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.